you've never shot an elopement before. Maybe you're, maybe you do have these worries. You know, you're, you're used to the party atmosphere of, uh, people dancing and having fun. There being a band, uh, drinks reception and filming all these people's reaction. And that's great. But maybe you're thinking, holy shit, how, how do I make this film not feel like it's just the couple? isn't to live forever. The goal is to create something that will. Welcome to Perspective, a podcast for wedding creatives, where we sit down often with a special guest and talk about our many years of experience in the wedding industry so that you can learn from us and grow your wedding business. On Friday the 26th of June 2020, Aaron Kenny of AK Films pulled together the UK Wedding Videographers Virtual Workshop to raise money for the Black Lives Matter movement. Included in the lineup of educators were Unique Visuals, Hushabai Films, Richard Lang, Michaela Lindsay, Handcraft Pictures and Us Cinemate. The virtual workshop covered a whole range of topics and did in fact raise £840 for the BLM movement, which is great. Since the event, we've actually invited many of the speakers to talk on previous episodes of the podcast. But when Aaron came to us and asked to talk about Elements 101, we jumped at the chance. This episode is that recording. But just before we get started... If you have joined our Patreon, that's awesome. Thank you very much. This podcast is going to be available to you in video form. There will be one of our films played, which we reference in the middle of the talk. So definitely check that out. And if you aren't a member of our Patreon, you're leaving some awesome content on the table as you'll only be able to get access to any bonus content through our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash perspective by Cinemate. The link is, of course, in the show notes. This episode is sponsored by With Jack and for a limited time by Beans.ie. As photographers, filmmakers and business owners, we know the power of stories and Beans.ie do too. Beans.ie started because they knew there were so many stories to tell about the world of coffee and not just about the regions of varieties, but about the people behind the beans, the roasters and us, the drinkers. This is the most flexible coffee subscription that we've ever used, showcasing some of the top roasters around the world who bring something different to your table. You've been listening to Greg and I talk about what we've been drinking at our podcast table for years now, and you can join us. Curate your own monthly subscription from an ever-changing list of beautiful coffees, and because we love you guys so much, we're going to hook you up with an awesome promotion. If you use promo code PERSPECTIVE15, you get 15% off your first order, that's promo code PERSPECTIVE15 to get 15% off your first order for Coffees with Stories sent straight to your door. Um, so we'll, uh, you know, in, in case you don't know us, um, I'm Simon. And I'm Greg. And we are Cinemate, uh, films for the enamored and adventurous couples. Um, if you're sitting there thinking, shit, I, I recognize this guy's voice then it might be because you've been listening to our podcast, uh, Perspective, which is a podcast for wedding creatives where we sit down often with a special guest and talk about our many years of experience in the wedding industry uh, to help people learn and to grow their wedding business. Um, and we've had such we've had such um, like amazing guests so far. Um, Fair Hueristi, uh, Bench Heish, Johnny De Silva. Johnny De Silva, yeah, bringing it back to the UK. Um, Nordica, Mark Procura, like some some really great content creators. Um, although I think we've just mentioned a whole lot of photographers and filmmakers. <laughs> there are more suppliers yeah. in the, from the wedding industry. Um, in fact, if you don't, we can. Tom, can you post a link in the comments for the podcast just so people have a clickable link? Uh, Tom's our third camera guy. Um, and right now we are in the 210 Co office, which is um, our co-working space that uh, Greg and I created because um, we're big advocates of community, um, especially in the wedding industry. But I suppose, you know, for all businesses, community is really important. But especially if you're like a freelancer or a solo shooter with a limited company, um, it is so, so beneficial just to have that support network there. Yeah. So that's also why this group's great. Mm -hmm. 
what you've arranged here is great as well. Yes, yes, I think it's fantastic. And if you guys haven't donated already uh, to the cause, I you know definitely go and do that at some point. Uh, we we haven't, have we? No, yeah, no, no, yeah. Sorry, I think I asked that off camera. But I've forgotten. Um, so yeah, we during this talk, we're obviously going to be talking about elopements and um, how they make you a better uh, better filmmaker. Um, but maybe some of you won't have heard of us. Um, maybe some of you won't have listened to our podcast. So we will talk briefly about our history, um, some of our failures uh, leading to um, a rebrand and uh, a consideration to a different image to shoot elopements and how that affected our business. Um, but before we get into all that, and maybe you're a listener to the podcast, you'll recognize this segment. Greg, what are we drinking? Well, <laughs> I've got a ice latte, which is from the Estate Dairy. Mm. And you've got, it's a mint iced tea from a drinks company that's downstairs. It's a top secret tasting that we're to do. <laughs> yeah. That's tea, minty tea. I like minty tea. Anyway, that's enough of that. <laughs> I know. Although your drink looks like it's curdling. That's gross. Anyway. <laughs> um, so Greg and I actually uh, met at university. And this was about 2006-ish. Um, and we actually were there to study music technology. Uh, maybe that's obvious from our films that, you know, that's quite a big focus for us. Um, and yeah, back in those days when we had long, flowing, shoulder-length hair... <laughs> I mean, and you, well, well, lockdown, mine's is getting there. I need, need a haircut. <laughs> you do need it. Well, I think we all need a trim. Um, but yeah, so uh, we went through that course um, and just through that, I discovered that, you know, our love wasn't for, well, we do have a love for music, but that's not where we wanted our career to go. Um, we were both drawn towards filmmaking um, and kind of all aspects of filmmaking as well. Yeah. Um, so we, we actually, yeah, we graduated with... Would you, do you have a tutu? I can't remember. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Um, and we went our separate ways actually after university. And it was only a year after that, after doing a few random projects that we decided to come together to form um, a company to do music videos and things like yeah. that. Initially, we didn't want to do weddings because the market at that stage didn't seem like something that was interesting or exciting yeah so we actively avoided them <laughs> but then around about 2010 simon got married i did i got yeah. married yeah um and i mean the wedding market was not how it is now i mean now you've got so many amazing um you know cake makers um catering companies photographers filmmakers like in, especially with relating to the films, they it just that just wasn't around. Um, and so um, I actually went without a film. Um, so uh, yeah, and and to this day, my wife lets me know that that is one of my biggest regrets. Um, yeah, which it, I, ma it made us know. realize that there was a space that you could be creative with wedding films. Yeah, because we'd seen what people were doing in America, likes of Joe Simon mm. at the time. Yep was creating quite cinematic films. Mm. So we realized that you can actually be creative wedding films. And it made us realize that we could do that over here. Yeah. And no one else was doing it. Total gap in the market. We came in and man, we, we, we you know, our, I mean, we've learned so much about filmmaking. Um, but our films, our company just shoot off, shot off right from the, from the get go. Um, and, you know, uh, by a couple of years, we were already doing destination films in Italy and we had shot like a celebrity wedding. Um, and we kind of thought, like, because Greg and I aren't business people, we thought, man, we've made it. We've hit the peak. That's great. Yeah, yeah kind of, <laughs> kind of like that. Um, but what that then made us do was become complacent with our business. Um, yeah, you were, we were easily booking the amount of weddings we needed mm. and fill an order book that meant we weren't, we sort of got complacent and stopped improving 
or trying to further ourselves. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you could literally just say we, we, we just took our eye off the ball. And that led to uh, slowly over the years, a lack of bookings. And um, it, it got to a point where we were just surviving as a company and rather, you know, rather than thriving, which, you know, I think is all of our um, aspirations as creators with businesses. Yeah, we, we took our foot off the gas on the sort of bigger picture of the business and the market changed a lot. Mm. We changed a lot as people yep. and we realized that something had to be done to sort of reinvigorate our excitement yeah. for the work mm. and for this sort of job. So yeah. we sort of we decided to invest in a rebrand, mm-hmm. keeping the same name. Yep. But the image needed a whole deep dive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. An overhaul. Yeah. And obviously Jade's mentioned uh, how important branding is to a company. Um, but it's also like if you go down and you know hire a company to look at your business, it doesn't just look at you know the basic image of your company, you know, uh, copy or you know, your tone, your images that you use on your website, it really focuses on you as a creative, or at least ours did. Um, and, and, and really, it just gets you to assess what you want to do with your, um, with your voice, with your work, um, and how, yeah, you, you just want to continue what you want to, to do, what you want to create. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. So in working with the agency that we chose, they sort of drilled down and realized that we loved being in the outdoors, going out walks and living in Scotland. Mm. It's like a destination for couples to come and visit and get married. So we decided to sort of lean into that quite a bit. Yeah, we did. Um, I joke around because I am a big Outlander fan as well. (laughs) So, you know... When we uh, get couples over here, I want to sell the idea of that kind of version of Scotland that they maybe think of, like, like the Scotland that kind of brings them over here. I, I want to give that experience to them. Um, and allotments um, was the kind of ideal thing for us to be able to do that. And uh, yeah, for us, it was capturing an awesome film for for our couples who you know come over to Scotland, um, but also also to give them a really good experience. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, elopements allows you to do that more yeah. so than, than I would say weddings. And from the rebrand, it made, so we realized we wanted to make a push and focus on elopements. Mm. We still do the big weddings and stuff like that. Yeah. But I expect like with the destination, Scotland being a destination, like nine maybe 80% of our couples are foreign, mm-hmm. usually from um, America. Yeah. Um, so even with the big weddings, that's coming in from the branding of people coming over here to get married. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Elopements, when we started doing them, had a big impact on the business. Yeah. And not even on the business. Um, as as us as creatives. Um in fact, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and just thank our first elopement couple, um, Victoria and Christopher. Uh, in fact, maybe Christopher is listening. I'm, I'm not sure. But um, they gave us the opportunity to shoot their elopement without any expectations. And that was kind of the foot in the door for us into learning that, uh, one, we, we were um, suffering from our past portfolio. Um, like I would go to weddings and uh, not enjoy myself. I was absolutely miserable because I felt like I needed to create the same film for couples that I had booked, you know, a, a year prior. Um, uh, and that just meant that I was going to every wedding with a shot list in my head. Um, you know, I, I found as a creative, I was being, um, you know, trapped. I was a slave to my equipment, which, you know, is, is something that's all too common, um, I, I think, as, as creative individuals. And uh, yeah, I just, our films suffered over, over, slowly over the years um, because of that pressure. Yeah, but we realized from that first elopement and sort of starting to change, realized that 
the shot list that Simon was talking about in his in his head. It was never wrote down. It was never, yeah, it was never written down. But it was in his head. He was like, "Oh, I better do this. I better do that." There's no have to get shots at a wedding. Mm. I mean, there's things that you you should probably be getting, but likes of the dress hanging up on a on a the end of a bed or whatever. If you don't get that, most couples aren't going to be like, "Oh, where was my dress hanging shot?" Yeah. They're, they're, you don't have to get them. These mm. are things that we've made ourselves think over the years yeah. as filmmakers. Mm-hmm. Some, I, I mean, some of my my favorite shots that we got rid of, uh, like the ring shot for mm. us, just didn't do anything for our films. Uh, like at the end of the night, we'd also do a, a nighttime time lapse, and we'd spend like an extra hour every night shooting a time lapse of the sky. Yeah, and you got to ask yourself, well. Why are you doing this? Because um, it really—I mean, for my edits anyway, it doesn't—it doesn't, it doesn't um, do anything to push the story along. Um, but yeah, in fact, um, so I was given the opportunity a couple of years ago to do a very short fifty-minute talk um, at the For Love's Sake um, workshop in Rotterdam. Maybe some of you have heard of it. Um, in fact, I think we met, we met Stephen. Yeah, uh, which was cool. Um, but that talk was about the cor- the correlation between our mindset and what we create, because yeah, having that fear of change really just stopped our films from becoming what they should have been. Um, so, and, and and I know from talking to a lot of people that this is actually something that you know a lot of people suffer with, the fear of change. So, I would definitely recommend if you're in this situation and maybe you are um, to, you know, shoot a wedding with uh, like name, name one piece of equipment that you always use. Is that a gimbal? Maybe one day just leave your gimbal at home and not use it because you'll be forced to be creative with the kit that you have. Um, and uh, learn that there shouldn't be any fear for trying new things because when you can always add it around a mistake or whatever. Yeah. Um, but like, you, like, like I said, with the, the no need to get shots, mm. same with the edit. If you change up something or try and be a bit more experimental with something, the, what's the worst that can happen? The couple can turn around and say, look, I'm not too sure about what you've done here. Then you can re-edit it. Yeah. It's more work, I suppose, but mm. you can always change it. So, try new things, be experimental. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and actually, you know, w- w- when you realize that, um, well, going back to shooting elopements, you know, it, it really is back to basics um, filmmaking in terms of like, it's only a couple, celebrant, you and the photographer. Um, such such basic elements to create something. Um, and if you're walking around hills, you know, that idea of, well, getting rid of your equipment can actually be quite beneficial to shooting elements. Um, but yeah. also... It makes, that, you, it makes you suddenly realize what's essential yeah. and what's just take what you're taking to a wedding just for comfort blanket more so. Yes. Yeah. And here's... here's I, I, I absolutely love this story. So we were doing a promotional video for ourselves um, like years ago with Tom shooting. He's our third camera guy. And uh, we traveled up to Sky and, you know, it was... Uh, a great day shoot, but it was raining all the time, Scotland, and we stayed about two hours away. Um, the place that we were staying at was like, um, it was like a 30-mile single-track road, and halfway down that road, we saw this amazing waterfall. And we thought, you know what? Let's not go back up the sky. Let's go and hike up the hill and take shots of us by that waterfall because it looked amazing. Um, worst experience of our lives, I think, <laughs> I think because we had... Um, I don't know if you drone operators remember the uh, uh, the Inspire, Inspire One. Inspire One. Oh my God! Huge big case, rucksacks, and we're we're hiking up like it's like an hour hike up this marshy hill, <laughs> and we get to the top and we're absolutely knackered. Um, and and Greg's getting very agitated because he's getting eaten <laughs> by mosquitoes or, or midges. Um, yeah. And it starts to rain, I think, a bit as well. And it, it was raining. Yeah. At that moment, I was like, we have to get rid of some of this kit. It yeah. is ridiculous. Um, and I'm so glad we actually made that decision because if you have so much kit at a wedding, it only does um, 
well, I mean, if you think it makes you creative, okay. But in our experience, all it does is it slows you down. It makes you more noticeable. And if you're more noticeable at a wedding, you become a distraction. Um, and our brand is more about capturing genuine emotions. I think that's really important for us. Um, and in fact, so, someone asked Jade about um, how she shoots the, the bride walking down the aisle. I think that's a great example of why you would use less kit to, to capture some of that to the best of their abilities because you've got the groom, the bride walking down with her father. Um, you've got all the bridesmaids. Like you, you know who's down the front and it's a very emotional moment. If you're not just like getting your shot yeah, you know, like shooting very quickly, handheld, you're probably going to miss some some moments. Um, yeah. So being having less kit and being more mobile mm. allows you to capture those moments as they happen way more easier. Yeah. More nimble. Should, should we, I, I don't want to. I don't want to talk about our kit list. Yeah. But we we say on the podcast quite often that the equipment doesn't really matter. Like every camera's capable of making lovely images these days. Yeah. But if anyone's wondering, what we usually take to elopements is one camera body each. So we, we shoot as a duo. Mm-hmm. Um, there's always two people. Even for elopements, we just feel it just makes sense. Like you could shoot them solo, absolutely. Oh, yeah. But we just like the dynamic of working with two people. Yeah. So two camera bodies, a lens each, maybe a spare lens, mm-hmm. some audio recorders, those wee TX650s, Although if you're in the outdoors, they're not the best, but yeah. some of them or H1 with a lav. With a wind, with the, with a yeah. dead cap. Like and get the little furries. The Very Mavic important. Pro 2. Yeah. And then a monopod for ceremony sort of time yeah. or vows. But the rest of the day is just handheld, run and gun. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm usually GH5. Simon tends to be 1DX Mark II. Yep. Might change soon. Who knows? <laughs> well, yes, uh, maybe. Um, but uh, so, so now you know. In, instead of going to a wedding and feel like I'm under pressure to capture something a certain way, I, I'm just I, I go to a wedding and I just have fun. It's like a playground for me now. I I really do enjoy what I do now. And for many years, I I couldn't say that. Uh, and the main reason that is, is not the fact that I can be creative. It's the fact that I have the opportunity and the time, instead of moving heavy tripods, to get to know people at a wedding. You know, yeah. I absolutely love chatting to people, making connections. And when you, you know, when you do this at a wedding, when you start chatting to people, you're suddenly Simon. You're suddenly Greg. You're suddenly a person and not just a camera guy, because of people like no one knows. Sorry, if you're listening to this in the car, uh, no one knows everyone at a wedding, apart from the couple. Like, so you're just another person that they haven't got to know yet. Yeah, and with elopements, making those connections and becoming more like a friend is mm. way more important yes. because it is just you guys and the couple. So, and quite often you'll be the witness as well. And the photographer, Greg. Yeah, and the photographer. So making, like, finding some common ground to bond over yeah. is really important. We've had nights at the pub in Sky with our couples. We've yeah. sat in an Airbnb with them, staying all together, where you make dinner together the night before. Yeah, It just means when you're actually shooting the elopement, it's not like you're someone asking them to do something. If you're like, can you take a walk over that direction? Mm. You're just, you're mates and you can. Yeah. 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 And here, I mean, here's a good example. We still talk to our couples from like years down the line. I don't know. I mean, maybe not every couple because not everyone wants to have that relationship with their wedding supplier. But for the people who do, you know, we have friends in Canada now and, and friends in South Africa and, you know, uh, Austin, Texas, like, all these people keep messaging us and we have good communication with them still. And uh, that is key to making a film full of genuine moments. Um, 
Now, we want to break this talk up a little bit by showing you a video. Um, we were lucky enough to uh, become a finalist out the way up north uh, with this video that we're about to show you. I think it's a good example of a couple of things that we'll reference throughout the rest of the talk. Um, so we'll try and screen share it, but I know with Zoom, it tends to get quite laggy. So we'll screen share it. Hopefully you can get the gist of things, but we'll also drop a link into the comments so you can watch it remotely. So uh, if we oh, talk, actually, Aaron, we need permission to share screen. Oh, Aaron, please. Yeah, sorry. I'll do that now. <laughs> Thank you. There you go. That should work now. Cool. And if you don't want to watch the film, go and donate some money. With Jack was designed from the ground up and is tailored specifically for creatives. Whether you provide a service like design, development or photography or offer advice to clients, With Jack is for you. It's focused on creatives. Insurance shouldn't be complicated, so With Jack has made every step easy. You'll deal with one form and talk to one Jack as you sign up, get covered and move on with your day. With Jack is all about bespoke insurance for creatives. Simple. That doesn't mean more forms or faff, it means less. It's not about endless features and stale service. It's about one solid policy and the personal touch. Bye bye, unnecessary fuss. Hello, creative friendly insurance. Be a confident creative. Yeah, so that was uh, an element that we shot, uh, and you might have watched that going, hang on, this isn't an element, this is a small wedding. <laughs> and you might be right. Um, they're with a lot of our destination couples, they tend to come over and uh, bring their family. Uh, so that was actually, although on the day it looked like a wedding, it was very much a, an elopement themed day. I have yeah, to say. For us, usually I would class anything with any guests as a small wedding rather than an elopement mm. because technically an elopement is just a couple. But that one... It had all the elements of an elopement. It was like outdoors and sky. Yeah. There wasn't really a reception. No, well, there wasn't a reception. They, they did end up going dinner. for dinner. Yeah. And we were like, fuck it, we'll come along with you. Like, yeah. why not? Um, just because we were having such a good day with them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah, very much so. Um, we were shooting that wedding with uh, James Frost. Yeah. Yeah. James Frost. And, uh, you know, uh, it's a, a, a great example and we'll, we'll get on to some of the things that make it a good example a little bit later. But the reason why we're talking about um, elopements other than um, Aaron going, hey, do you want to talk about elopements 101? <laughs> was the fact that, you know, with this whole lockdown situation, um, weddings will probably change for the foreseeable future. So we're going to have to learn how to shoot these smaller weddings, these elopement um, things. And it's actually been really, it, I mean, it's like a Scottish thing at this point to, to elope to Scotland. It's very popular over there, here. There's a history there with English people coming up to Gretna Green. Oh, yeah, yeah, that yeah. That. Mm -hmm. Don't need to get into, but there's always been a long history of people yeah. running away to Scotland to get married. Mm -hmm. And it's popular just now just because so many of the sort of Asian, American, Australian, foreign couples love the scenery here and yeah. Iceland and Norway and stuff. Everyone loves the scenery here. <laughs> it's it's popular. Yeah, it is yeah. really popular. Um but that wasn't the reason why we started doing elopements. Obviously we start we've been doing them for a, a good number of years now. Uh uh what, th three years now? We've yeah. been we've been shooting weddings for ten years uh and this is our third year doing elopements. And uh the reason we chose to do elopements other than it fitted the brand, which obviously it was outdoors. Could, it very much yeah. did. Um, I have three kids and uh, a wife and um, it allowed me to work around my family life as well as the fact that you normally find elopements happen uh, at the beginning of weddings, like, like before wedding season and after wedding season. Yeah. In the is, UK, yeah. all of you I'm sure are aware that there's a definite wedding season. People oh, yeah. aim towards the summer more so. Mm -hmm. And elopement couples, 
they're, they're usually open for a few different reasons. Sometimes it's to save costs and sometimes it's they don't want the stress of the big wedding. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Other times it's because they want that scenic, amazing, wild wedding film. Yeah. Uh, so th- quite often they're choosing it to be in the out-of-season months, mm-hmm. either end of the season. Yeah. And if you've, you know, if you've, if you know our brand, if you've seen our Instagram account, you will know, hey, we do elopements in the wild. However, a lot of you out there won't be up in Scotland. I mean, some of you will be, obviously, but some of you will be based in the city. Uh, some of you will be based uh, like far into the countryside. So you, like you, an elopement to us does not need to be the same as what an elopement for you would be. Um, obviously, again, we do the wildness weddings. Um, why not do the city weddings if that fits your brand? Um, if you're a city-based supplier and you have a lot of like industrial type vibes, maybe that's you know the kind of elopement you want to push for. Um, maybe you have a lot of knowledge about a very specific area. Um, you know, be the person who does elopements in that area. Use your knowledge to mark yourself as the person to go to for an elopement in that area. Yeah, I think a lot of us might have couples who are desperate to get legally married this year and then have a party later next year, maybe. Yeah. So I think there's going to be an upsurge in the sort of registrar weddings and they might want some sort of video to document that. Mm-hmm. Like it's quite popular. The guy that we've had on the podcast, Eric Floberg, yep. does a lot of city courthouse elopements mm-hmm. in Chicago. Yeah, I could see possibly some UK couples going for that later in the year. Yeah, I think I think you're right. It, yeah, it's, it's a big thing in the states, and uh, I think it'll come over here. Um, but if you're thinking, "Hey, I've never shot an elopement," go and make one and see what you create. See what that looks like. Does it fit your brand? Um, yeah, go make one. Yeah, so it might be a bit controversial to say. Mm-hmm do free work but go if you if you don't have one and there's a couple that aren't planning to get any video and it suits your style you know you can make the best of this elopement reach out to them or whoever and do one for free like mm-hmm. we we did our first one yeah for free for free yeah. because we reached out to a photographer and said look if you have a couple that you think will suit us let us know about it. Let us know what they've got planned at the moment. Mm -hmm. And if we think it will work and we can have complete creative freedom, Mm -hmm. we'd be keen to get involved. So the one we did, Victoria and Chris, they weren't going to get any film at all, which was a big thing for us. We didn't want to be taking a job from someone. Mm -hmm. So it was maybe, we got told that they were eloping, they weren't getting anything so we left it and then right up, maybe it was only about a week or two before the wedding. Yeah, it was, yeah. We said, right, we want to do more of these. This sounds right. A couple were photographers down south. Mm-hmm. So we knew they would appreciate us having complete creative freedom. So we were like, right, we'll come along totally for free, but it's all us. Like you don't, you can't have any sort of influence on it at all, mm-hmm. which was quite important because if you're doing free work, it needs to be your work Mm -hmm. because you're going to be using that to market for this. Yeah. Uh, I think maybe talked about it before, but the whole you reap what you sow or you attract what you put out there. So if you were filming something and you weren't quite confident of the style it was because the couple changed it a wee bit, Mm -hmm. then you're going to start to attract that and that's just going to snowball. Yeah. In fact, there is a caveat here. No way do we condone working for free or working for travel or working, uh, you know, if you're underpricing, if you're not charging for travel, if you're not doing all these, all these things, because we know a lot of photographers all over, uh, all over Scotland and Sky, in fact, has its own, industry of of creatives and they rely on people traveling to sky to uh, make a living and when we as creatives don't think about the industry at large we can do damage to these small parts and uh 
you know, who, who wants to be working? Like, it's not an easy job that we've got. Who wants to be working uh, for zero pay? Like, I don't know. I'm sure there is someone out there who obviously loves to travel and stuff, but just realize when, when you don't charge what you're worth, um, it, it, does, it does damage the industry. Um, yeah. So if you're doing one purely for marketing purposes, you've got to bear that in mind that yeah. that is the reason you're doing it. It's not that you're doing a job for free. It's that you're doing this for marketing purposes. Yes. Um, and, and you know it's going to be worthwhile because we all know that you get those couples or corporate clients who are like, oh, this will lead to more work. You're like, mm, I don't think it will. Yeah. But if you're doing it off your own back and your choice, mm-hmm. that's different. But yeah. So once you've got that content, um, targeted Facebook on, uh, targeted ads on Facebook, targeted ads on Instagram, um, obviously post stuff on your feed that's relating to your brand as well, but we don't want to talk too much about brand. Um, relevant hashtags. Um, other ways, you know, o- o- uh, online competitions you could do. Um, yeah. As I yeah, mentioned, reach out to other suppliers. Reach out to, uh, yeah, planners, photographers, anything like that. Use those connections that maybe you've already got. Um, but yeah. Yeah, so once you've you've got your first elopement filmed or you're about to film your first one, you're going to soon realize, and hopefully if you, if you've not shot one already, we can tell you that it's a lot of work. Yeah. So if you're going to, it looks like, Oh, you're just running about the hills Mm. filming. It's easy, but it's a lot more work goes into it than you would expect. Yeah. Like beforehand in the pre-production stage, you're going to, you're going to wear a lot of hats and you're going to have to be like a planner, mm-hmm. help them with timings and stuff like that. You're going to have to be a bridesmaid, be a tour guide. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Almost yeah. a bridesmaid. Yeah, sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, location hunting. Um, I mean, all sorts of stuff. Uh, one wedding in particular, you know, I mean, if you don't already know of Google maps, I, like if you don't use that in your work, start using Google maps. Um, because there was one wedding from a, a were they, I've written Texas, but were they Canadian? Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, I was shooting in a very popular location in uh, Glencoe, uh, and the ceremony, or we we're going to be shooting in a place that's very populated with tourists. I used Google Maps to find a, a very, very specific location for us to shoot around the tourists, um, and it absolutely worked beautifully. In fact, you know, some of the shots that we got there made the film. Yeah. Um, A lot of the pre-production, same with weddings, comes down to educating the couple. mm. And with elopements, they say you're going to have to be a planner and help advise on times. So we've had ones where you need to tell them, look, if you want to get married in this area, if we do it just over here a wee bit further, it'll be way more secluded. mm -hmm. Or you're going to have to do a sunrise ceremony to avoid the mass crowds if you want to add that busy place. Mm -hmm. So you have to like educate them on that. And they're like, oh, right. It's not always really quiet and secluded. Yeah. And well, in fact, we we educated a couple, the Andrew and Alexis, who's the film that we've linked to. um, Although American couple, he didn't know what a first look was. Yeah. And traditionally speaking, he did not want to see the bride uh, before the ceremony. Uh, However, with us educating Andrew and Alexis being like, no, we kind of need this because we're not going to yeah. have enough time. We knew that the time on the day mm. was really tight because they had a dinner booking to be at. Yeah. So it wasn't going to be a full on elopement roam around the sky as much as you want. Mm. So we said to them, look, we had advised doing this first look before the ceremony. And then Alexis, the bride, spoke to the groom and said, look, this is a really good idea. The boys are right. And it made up a massive part of our film. Yeah. And also a massive part of the shoot with the couple. Mm-hmm. So it meant that the photographer James had all that time. Mm-hmm. And that the time after the ceremony was a lot more compact. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, that one element made that film so good. With the wind and the bride's dress. <laughs> oh man, so good. I'm not I'm not even kidding. And that was a genuine moment. Like we, we didn't stage that. Um, which was awesome. 
so yeah, I'm, we're going to quickly go a little bit faster because we're running out of time <laughs> and we've got a lot of stuff to say. Um, communicate. Uh, well, first of all, if you're going to do wild stuff in the country, uh, print stuff off. Don't rely on your sat nav. Um, uh, use the pre-production to communicate with the photographer, have ideas and you know, work together to create a flow for the day that will work for both of you. And uh, yeah, be, be flexible. Yeah. Um, with If you're outdoors for these ceremonies, you're relying on the weather. <laughs> so it can, we're in Scotland, it rains a lot. Yes. But luckily... Yesterday it was 28 degrees. Full yeah. sun. Today it was thunder and lightning and pushing it down. That, so that says a lot. So, like when you're on sky doing a ceremony, you can see the rain coming. So you've got to be prepared to change up your plan. If you were thinking you were going to go to a certain landmark at a certain time, that could change if your light's not good or yeah, it's raining. Mm-hmm. Um, very quickly, be prepared. Uh, clothes, boots, umbrella, blankets. Um, and even, so we've, we actually do something that, you know, other people maybe haven't thought of, uh, and that's create a, um, like a travel bag that is very specifically for the experience of the couples, right? So quite often we're going up the hills, it gets cold. So we carry heat pads in this, in this pack. Um, it's a wedding. And maybe they don't have a bridesmaid or groomsman to give them champagne well, we've got champagne in the car. Uh, we've also got whiskey, actually, because, you know, brand-wise, Scotland, whiskey, you know. Um, and we put it all in a bag and we, oh, towels as well. Towels in case it gets wet. Uh, we throw that in a little bag and we chuck it in the car so we know it's always there. Yeah. So technically, you could use it for weddings as well, you know. Yeah. There's a lot of elements in that bag that are just things that we've picked up on throughout the years like packing a tick remover in case you get a tick in the long grass. Oh my God. Because the couple might be walking on a path, but you're maybe going off into the long grass to get a different angle, a midgey spray, all these sort of things that if you're going a normal hike, Mm -hmm. you're going to want anyway. So we've got a go bag with that sort of stuff in it as well. Yeah. So the Loman day arrives. You've got your locations, you've got all your kit ready, you head to the preps. You're probably not even going to notice the difference in the preps, to be honest. Uh, it might be a little bit more quieter, um, but I suppose that time you can kind of play and stuff, um, you know, do whatever you want. Relationship build with the bride uh, or the groom. Um, and leave for the ceremony. And it's after the ceremony is probably when you're going to notice that this is not a wedding. <laughs> you know, like... It's a wedding, but it's not the same as a wedding. You know, it's an allotment. There is no structure for the rest of the day, most of the time. Um, so, yeah, you've got to work on that experience. In fact, I'm going to use one of Greg's favorite quotes that we have mentioned on the podcast loads of times by Maya Angelo. People will always forget what you said. People will always forget what you did. But people will never forget how you made them feel. Um, and that's a quote that we kind of live by in our business. Um, uh, so yeah, a big thing is giving that, giving them that experience. We are fun on the day. Uh, like uh, Jade, her films are awesome, but they are not the same as ours. Um, and, and that's, uh, that's awesome. But we still are a little bit wacky on the day. We are fun. In fact, one of my favorite things to do in Scotland when we get a lope, when when we shoot elements around is I point out, oh, uh, there was a big murder right here where you're standing. Uh, oh, this was this was a famous battleground. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I just love the, ju- the juxtaposition of that kind of humor. Uh, and most of our couples do as well. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, with, with the actual, the rest of the day after the vows is just sort of going with the flow. A lot of the time the couple are looking at you for advice, which you've hopefully educated them about beforehand. Yeah. But we had a couple in Sky were there with. We did the ceremony, then shot a wee bit, and we just went back to the Airbnb. And a couple of folk had naps, a couple of folk made lunch. And I was like, okay, now the sun's going down. Let's head up to the north of the island. So a lot of days just playing it by ear, being flexible with yep. 
when the good light's going to come and where. Yeah. A lot of it's just running around trying to find the good light. Yeah. You might, they might have a dream of going to a certain spot, but maybe it's full of tourists and you're like, right, okay, that's not good, but there's some nice light over here and mm -hmm. it's similar to the spot you've thought of. So change up and go there. Yeah. So last section, and I'm going to do this as quick as possible. Um, you've never shot an elopement before. Maybe you're, maybe you do have these worries. You know, you're, you're used to the party atmosphere of, uh, people dancing and having fun. There being a band, uh, drinks reception and filming all these people's reaction. And that's great. But maybe you're thinking, holy shit, how, how do I make this film not feel like it's just the couple? Um, I know when I went into this, that was, uh, you know, one of my fears. Um, well, first of all, you know, there's nothing wrong with just a couple, <laughs> you know, um, one, there's always going to be more than what you think there is. Um, so let's start with the very basics. You're going to be in, well, I'm going to speak from our experience. We're shooting in the wild, you know, we're shooting in a whole different, you know, array of locations. We shoot that, we shoot those without the couple, uh, even before we get to meet them, or maybe even after, if it's a nice sunset, we'll shoot the couple. In fact, I'm going to very briefly tell this story because I love it. Uh, Greg was trying to get a drone shot in Glencoe. You know, mountains on one side, mountains on the other, and uh, crashes straight into a mountain. Didn't even get a good shot. Just straight into a mountain. Fantastic. Anyway, um, other ways of not making it feel like it's just a couple, um, shoot details. I love shooting hands. I love shooting feet. Um, things don't really matter to me on a wedding. Um, however, the way the dress flows and how, how it's being worn, how it's being used. Yeah. Like um, the details on their own mm. aren't things that we are that interested in, but the way the bride or the groom interacts with it yeah. is something that it just makes it way more personable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Um, have an idea of poses. Uh, I actually love video stills. That's what I call them. Uh, essentially, what the photographer will do is just have a nice image. And I just love capturing a photograph as a moving image. I think it's there, there's something quite haunting and beautiful um, to incorporate that sort of uh, video into a film. Um, and also, you know, listen to the photographer. He's got some great, he or she, sorry, has got some great ideas. You know, if you see something that they're doing, say, hey, can I borrow that shot? Is that okay? And then, you know, vice versa, if they see something that yeah. you're going to do. I'm not sure how most of you guys work at weddings, but even at weddings as well as elopements, we're always suggesting ideas and suggesting places to take the couple mm. so that like a lot of people sometimes just leave the couple shoot to the photographer to take control of, but we like to chip in and make it more collaborative. Yeah. And that becomes more apparent on an elopement because it's just one big couple shoot. Yeah. Really. And uh, obviously shoot the, the moments that are not expected. Um, one time we were doing a, a, a ceremony again in Glencoe. We shoot there a lot. Uh, it, it, the ceremony was eight minutes long. And uh, just after the couple had kissed, all the tourists up on the hill just started chanting and cheering. And, uh, you know, because we shoot handheld, it was so easy just to turn the camera and get some of that reaction. And it was such a great moment. Um, as well as, you know, people coming off the road and running up hills to give us, to give the couple whiskey and stuff. Like all those moments that aren't cinematic are genuine moments and they go in the film and I love them. Yeah. Uh, Other things to sort of keep the film engaging is to try and use all the elements that we're probably used to like shooting through glass, yeah. using mirror reflections, silhouettes, things like that to just confuse the viewer for a split second. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It just keeps it moving along and a bit more interesting. Yeah. And Jade mentioned these before. Like, so you don't have a band, you don't have people dancing. Hell's bells. Use some smoke bombs. I know it's like they were trending like three years ago. I don't give a damn to be honest. They look fucking cool as shit on film um and you know you have a phone play their favorite track and get them to dance get them to pretend they're drunk play games with them and uh, as well you know when you're trying to get them to do stuff you should be high energy as well because your energy is going to affect them in a better way to get better stuff yeah 
to make your film more dynamic, choose dynamic locations. If you're traveling about, quite often what we do is why we love shooting in Glencoe, especially. There are huge big hills, flat areas. There are small rivers, lakes, forests, and you and they're so close to each other. So if you are able to just drive in between them very quickly and get the shots you need, this is great, great stuff. Yeah. So to keep the film interesting again, use the location as a character almost in the story and the variety of landscape. And then also you might want you might want to add even more emotion. Like the vows at Lopements are usually quite emotional. Yeah. But if you need more of that content, maybe beforehand you're wanting to educate them about, do you want to do a letter reading to each other? Mm. Or do you want to interview the couple? I, my, I, love a, I love an interview. So usually a wedding, wedding ceremony is very um, one emotional. And I, I don't mean like that, that in a bad way. You know, these happy emotions are really important. But if you can play on other emotions... I, I actually love doing this. So I'll, I'll set a couple down at the end of the day when they know me as a person and not just a filmmaker and I'll ask them about their fears. I will ask them about uh, their wants, uh, their needs, uh, and m- maybe even you know, what they want for their future yeah. um, with the goal of, you know, so they can watch this, in, this film in 20 years time and um, for them to say, hey, I, we made it here. We did great. And, you know, that, that changes the, 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 the whole film when you have a different point of view. Um, so I think that's actually really, really important. And um, yeah, yeah. I, I love that. So yeah, in wrapping up, some other wee quirky things to note Very with quirky. elopements are, if I mentioned that you might end up being a tour guide, sometimes that might involve driving the couple around the countryside. If you're doing that, we, we used to do that. No problem. We're like, yeah, just jump in. It's fine. It's fine. Then someone brought to our attention that technically your business insurance doesn't cover you for that. Yeah. So make sure and let the couple know that if you're inviting them into your car, you're doing it as a friend, not as a business. Yeah. And put it in your contract, the contract yeah. that they will sign just for backup, please. Um, uh, yeah, ha- have have ideas because weather is a bitch and uh, you're probably going to run into some issues. If you're not flexible, that's going to be an issue for you. And probably lastly, and this is, this, this is actually really important and it's part of the whole experience thing. Um, if you're with a couple, you should be checking all the time how they're doing and reading from their expressions if they are enjoying what they are doing with you or if they are not enjoying what they're doing with you. A good example, because we are in Scotland, if it's raining and it gets cold, then um, you need to be doubly aware that this bride is maybe suffering for your art. Um, Yeah, it can get very cold if it starts to rain and they get too wet. We've mm -hmm. got in our go bag, we've got those horrible poncho things that we have that we can say, look, do you want to stop, put this on? And then also with like the fear of heights. I don't know if you just mentioned that. But I didn't know. There's one groom that we were sort of getting them to go opposite Ridgeway onto this big mound of land. Um, and the groom was taking his time a wee bit slow. And we're like, you, are you all right, man? And he's like, well, I'm a bit scared of heights. Half, but Halfway up, he <laughs> mentions he's scared of heights. I'm like, but Dude. I want to do this. It's not too scary. And once I'm up there, it's going to be fine. Yeah. So just always be checking on that they're not feeling out of place and you're not making them do anything they don't want to do. Mm. Yeah. Well, that being said, he loved it when he was up there. Yeah. yeah. Getting down was a different question. <laughs> um, anyway, that, that, that is... Uh, sorry, we blasted through that last bit. I hope it wasn't too fast for you guys. Um, so yeah, if we have time, Q&A. But if not, totally fine. Aaron, how yeah. are you doing? Cheers. Cheers, guys. That that was really <laughs> useful. Um, I think loads of stuff in there that people just wouldn't have considered, like like the tick thing and like having, you know, <laughs> being prepared to the extent that you have champagne in your kit. That's that's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, we've got quite a few questions. We'll just kind of race through a few if, if that's all right with you. Yeah. Um, cool. So 
Lee asked, um, you know, you mentioned most of your clients are from the US. So how, how do you kind of get yourself in front of them? You know, how, how are you booking those? And I think you kind of mentioned, you know, targeted ads on Insta and Facebook. Yeah, um, the, the, majority of that, the majority of that is Facebook targeted ads, choosing an audience in some US cities that we know are commonly over here. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, just Instagram is the other big one, just mm-hmm. posting these shots and using certain hashtags seems to get the sort of foreign couples. Yeah. And it helps that everyone think, well, our, our foreign couples don't think this, but everyone thinks I'm American for some reason. I'm not, I'm, I'm full on Scottish. <laughs> that's, that's strange. <laughs> um, Tell me about it. Okay. Uh, another one we had was, do you price differently for an elopement versus like a mm. standard wedding? Cause obviously it's a shorter day, but like you said, it's, yeah. it's hard work running around. Yeah. yeah. That was actually something that I think we, we missed out in the notes. We sort of had a note to mention pricing. But someone, someone's going to be talking about that um, later on in the day, right? For us. Yeah. So. yeah. so elopements, they seem like less work because they're shorter days, but really there's, as I said, they're more work. Mm. Um, but you can't really charge, you can't justify charging the same price as your full wedding. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's cheaper. Um, it, it, it will probably help. We start for elopements. We tend to start about 2,500, hmm. but that's went up over the years. So when we started out three, four years ago, we we're maybe charging 1350 for an elopement. Yeah. So I know numbers are always useful for people. Yeah. I don't like talking yeah. about pricing, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, think, nobody does. <laughs> yeah. You know, elements are actually one of these things where um, as well, you can you can really ups, uh, upsell stuff. Um, like uh, that film that we linked to. Um, you'll notice that there's shots of us going up Arthur's Hill on a, or on, on a couple of days before their actual elopement. We went out with the family and, you know, we charged for that day, obviously. Yeah, they added um, on an adventure session yeah. to go up Arthur's seat. So, you know, these are things to consider that you can persuade people to spend extra money with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, and then we'll have one more. Um, so someone mentioned like, the, how does the relationship with a photographer work? You know, you mentioned kind of being a bit of a planner as well. Are you kind of mm. planning in conjunction with a photographer? Do you ever get a bit of push and pull there where your, your plans aren't aligning? Nah. <laughs> we, no. we 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 are big on relationships so although in the past our filming style hasn't always been that great but that was a, a learning curve for us um yeah now it's like if we shoot an alone the photographer is our best bud for that day almost most we- most elopements that we shoot is with a photographer that we have a good relationship with already mm. we know either personally or if we if we've not been following them on Instagram, we will follow them and then we'll start to get to know them. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's never any conflict there because most of the time we know them. I think one of the only elopements where we didn't know the photographer beforehand was a Spanish photographer that came over, and we ended up offering to give him a lift up from Glasgow to Sky. So we had yeah. five hours in the car to bond. <laughs> in chat, even though his his English wasn't very good, it was a lot better than our Spanish. But <laughs> with his broken English and his second shooters translating, we managed to create a bond on that drive up. That also he didn't know Sky, so he was relying on us to suggest locations. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, there's never any conflict there with if if you if you're trying to sort of plan the timings, mm. it's good to get all of you talking maybe in a WhatsApp group for the couple photographer and you guys Yeah, who've done that before. So it's quite handy to do that. I will mention actually that um, there has been uh, some conflict. Now, no, we're, like we said, be flexible. We are very flexible and um, we will work with, with, with whatever timeline we are given. Um, but there was one wedding where there was a planner and a photographer, and it didn't go the way that it was really supposed to for what an elopement should have been. And I think the photographer got quite upset um, because we were missing, you know, 
the good light or, you know, we couldn't go yeah. and travel to certain areas. Um, so I'd say if any relationship uh, should be considered, it should be like if there's planners involved. Yeah. Um, for elopements, you know, there's rarely a planner involved for us. True. But when there is, if they're not used to elopements, mm-hmm. it's maybe good to just strike up a dialogue with them. Yeah. And try and be nice about it because their job is to plan the timings. But yeah. You maybe have more knowledge of elopements to educate them yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Cheers, guys. That was our talk from the UK Wedding Videographers Virtual Workshop that was put on by Aaron Kenny on the Friday, the 26th of June 2020. You can find us online at cinematefilms.co.uk, on Instagram and Facebook at forward slash cinematefilms. We hope you enjoyed this episode, and if you did, you can join us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash perspective by cinema. As for a little pound, you can support the podcast and for where for the price of a coffee every month, you get access to our Clubhouse Q&As, roundtable discussions and even more bonus content that won't be available anywhere else. If you don't have any money to give, that's totally cool. You can still hit that subscribe button and you get access to your usual podcast for free. Maybe just leave a review and we'll give you a shout out. However, in the meantime... Enjoy your life.